Hey, what's up, Mets fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Mets Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Cutajar, and I can't wait to get back into talking about the New York Mets. This episode is going to be the third in my series of breaking down each position group leading up to opening day. So today, I'm going to be taking a look at the Mets outfield. Like the past few episodes, I'm going to take a look at how this year's potential lineup of guys compares to last season's, how they've added depth to the group, and then a full breakdown of my thoughts and what we can expect to see out of the Mets outfield this season. Now, before we begin, I just want to let you all know that I am on Twitter, at PodMets. On this Twitter, I post updates and news about the podcast, and love to interact and talk Mets and baseball with fans like you. So head on over and be sure to follow at PodMets on Twitter. Now, before I get into talking about the Mets outfield, there is some news regarding the Mets rotation that I want to get into. Carlos Carrasco unfortunately has a torn right hamstring that will sideline him for potentially six to eight weeks. The Mets are optimistic that he can get back before Memorial Day, but this is really an unfortunate blow because... You know, the addition of Carrasco in the deal to acquire Lindor and having a really solid number two pitcher come over to the team was just really exciting and especially for me, got me really excited for this upcoming season and to see what this rotation will do. But this brings back my original take on the rotation from a few episodes ago and the depth that the Mets have. And, you know, this is now where that depth comes into play. We'll see. I think that we're definitely going to see David Peterson now move into the number four spot. And now it's going to be between Lucchese and Yamamoto to grab that fifth spot. So we're going to really see now, did the Mets building this depth successfully work? Did it work out? Or did they have to do some more? Should they have done more to update the Mets rotation? So that's just a quick update. I know it's some unfortunate news, but that is just what is going on with Carrasco. So getting into talking about the Mets outfield position group now, the first thing I like to do is compare this season's group of guys to last season's and this is the first time I've looked at a position group where starter wise there really aren't any changes. Last year the Mets in left field had Dom Smith as well as J.D. Davis and Jeff McNeil but this season McNeil and J.D. Davis have more solid positions in the infield. So last season it was Dom Smith, J.D. Davis, Jeff McNeil in left field, Brennan Nimmo in center field, and Michael Conforto in right field. And this season, potentially, it will be Dom Smith in left field, Brandon Nimmo in center field, and Michael Conforto in right field. So getting into who these players are and what their careers have looked like, over Dom Smith's career, he has a slash line of 258, 317, 494 for an 811 OPS. And he had an awesome year last year where his slash line was 316, 377, 616 for a 993 OPS. However, he isn't a natural left fielder, as we all know, he is a first baseman, but obviously with Pete Alonso to keep both of these players in the lineup, Dom is in left field, and over his career in left field, he has minus three total fielding runs above average and minus six defensive runs saved. Moving on to Brandon Nimmo in center field, over his career, he has a slash line of 258, 390, and 448 for an 838 OPS. Similar to Dom Smith, he is not playing in his natural position, which is left field. So over his career in center field, he has minus 9 total fielding runs above average and minus 12 defensive runs saved. 
And then finally moving over to Michael Conforto over his career, he has a 259, 358, 484 slash line with an 843 OPS. And then last season, he had a monster year where he had a slash line of 322, 412, 515 for a 927 OPS. He is a pretty solid right fielder defensively. He has five total fielding runs above average and seven defensive runs saved for his career. So those are the starters that the Mets are going to have or potentially will have this season in the outfield. Now moving along to depth, this is where the Mets have some new faces in the outfield. So the two depth players that the Mets are going to have on their bench for the outfield are Albert Almora Jr. and Kevin Pillar. So Almora Jr., over his five-year career, he has a slash line of 271, 309, 398 for a 707 OPS. 2016 to 18 were his best years at the plate, where he had a slash line of 289, 326, 412 for a 738 OPS. But the past two seasons, he has struggled at the plate, where he has hit only 230, 270, 366 for a 636 OPS. But in the outfield, he is a great fielder. He has 11 total fielding runs above average and 14 defensive runs saved. So he is a very strong defender while he may not be the strongest at the plate. And then Pilar, on the flip side, started his career very strong in the field but really recently has been much better with his bat. Over his career, he's hit 262, 299, 408 for a 707 OPS, but last season he hit 288, 336, 462 with a 798 OPS. So for Pilar, opposite to Almora, he has gotten better at the plate. And then in the outfield, he has 35 total fielding runs above average and 56 defensive runs saved. But like I said, the past few seasons, his numbers have declined. As in 2019, he only had two total fielding runs above average and minus four defensive runs saved. And then last season, he had minus four total fielding runs above average and minus two defensive runs saved. So Almora Jr. and Pilar are going to be the depth players for the outfield. I wouldn't be too surprised if we saw McNeil or J.D. Davis take some time out in left field like we saw last year, maybe if Dom Smith needs an off day, and Luis Rojas wants to keep Nimmo and Conforto in center and right field respectively, so it wouldn't surprise me to see McNeil and Davis there, but I'm not going to count them really as depth players because they now have more solid positions in the infield with McNeil at second and J.D. Davis at third. Now before I get into breaking down the outfield group, what I think and what we can expect to see from these players this upcoming season, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to be right back. Alright, and welcome back. So now that I've gone over who the Mets are going to have as their potential starters in the outfield as well as some depth, I want to go and break down the entire position group and let you know what I think and what we can kind of expect to see from this group this upcoming 2021 season. So overall, compared to the starting rotation and the infield who I spoke about the past two weeks, I'm a little more nervous about this outfield group. As I spoke about earlier in this offseason a long time ago, the Mets definitely had holes in their outfield. Brennan Nimmo really isn't a natural center fielder, he's more a left fielder, and Dom Smith is not a left fielder, he's a first baseman. But due to there not being a DH in the NL this season, Dom Smith can't be in the lineup every day without playing left field, and that pushes Nimmo to center field. So, you know, I have my worries defensively with these two guys, you know, 
neither of them are in their natural positions. But on the flip side, I think that these players add so much to the lineup that it can make up really for their struggles defensively. Nimmo is an on-base machine, he will likely be leading off the season. He consistently gets on base. He had over a 400 on base percentage last season. He's just always on base. He's very, very good at drawing walks. So having that type of guy who can just consistently get on base, he can set up runs, and he has the ability to drive the ball out of the park as well. To have him in your one hole, there's no way you can take him out of the lineup due to his defensive struggles. And then Dom Smith, we know what he can do with his bat. He is, he is a power bat, but he's also able to just drive in runs, get hits. He's able to get on base through his bat, but he also provides that strong power bat as well. And I think his offensive production also sort of overshadows his defensive struggles. And then looking at Conforto, he also has a power bat who can hit for high average. We saw last season he had over a 300 batting average. So to have him in the outfield as, long, as well as Nimmo and Smith, all of these guys are offensive powerhouses. And while the defense in the outfield is a big concern to me because I think we saw last season, you know, having struggles on defense can be an issue, but I just don't think that you can really take any of these guys out of the lineup and out of their position in the outfield because of how well they perform at the plate. So, you know, what I hope for with this season, though, and what, you know, these are sort of some hopeful expectations is that we see some development from the players defensively in the outfield, specifically Nimmo and Smith. Nimmo really got his first full extended season last season, even though it was only 60 games in center field. So I'm hoping that as he gets more comfortable playing in that position, learning the amount of ground he's got to cover. I know Keith Hernandez has spoke about how he struggles with the balls hit right at him. And, you know, in being in center field, that can be difficult. So hopefully he's been working on that. He's had time to grow. So I'm hoping with Nimmo, who has now spent extended time in center field, and Dom Smith, who spent time in left field last season and the season before, hopefully they will just develop. They're not going to be perfect. They're not going to be superstar outfielders. But, you know, I'm just hoping that they're able to perform well enough that they can, you know, be average. If they can be average, I would be very happy if they can just perform at an average level. And I'm hoping that the experience that they got last season can really carry over and help them to develop into strong outfielders or stronger outfielders this season. Depth-wise, looking at the depth, I really like the Pilar and Almora moves. Both have looked really good in spring training, especially offensively. And additionally, both are solid gloves. Pilar is less of, of a solid glove, but he's still good. He still has good abilities. He, he has speed, and he's more naturally an outfielder than Dom Smith, and he's more experienced in center field than Brandon Nimmo. So I do trust his glove, even if he is on the decline. And then just looking back at Almora, he is really great defensively, especially in center field. So it'll be awesome to have both of the, those players out there. I am really happy to see in spring training, and obviously it's spring training, but it's great to see both of those guys performing well at the plate because if they can come into games late in the game and shore up the outfield defensively, and then additionally, they're not a liability at the plate, I think that is a really, really good sign and is really great for the team in general to have those kind of players that can really just come in mostly for their glove, but still perform at a decent to high level at the plate. So I'm really happy about the depth this outfield has as well. 
So overall, while this outfield group does have some concerns and worries me a little bit defensively, I really love the offensive production that we can expect to see out of this group. And hopefully some of the experiences that Nimmo and Smith had last season can carry over and help them develop this season. And then I really like the depth that the Mets have in the outfield as well. So let me know what you think. Send me any thoughts, questions, opinions about anything I said or anything else about the Mets to my Twitter at PodMets. I love to hear from you all and I love to talk Mets. So send me any of your thoughts and be sure to follow my Twitter at PodMets. So that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Like I just said, be sure to follow my Twitter at PodMets and follow the podcast wherever you listen so that you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, let's go Mets.